Welcome Highlight family and happy new year. 2023 sure looks good on you. We are home for the holidays this Sunday and my name is Kyra Redding. I will be bringing you the word today. I know you were probably expecting Joshua, my husband, but let's admit it, I'm his better half. <laughs> and he would more than likely say that himself. So I have the opportunity, the privilege, and the honor to bring you the word of God this Sunday. My husband actually told me at the top of December, hey, tag, you're it when we start 2023. And I'm gonna be talking about something that I am super passionate about. And I know that if we take the very instructions in God's word today, it will set us up for the rest of the year. So let's go ahead and pray as we usher in the word of God. Father, we thank you for this new year. God, thank you for getting us through 100% of our worst days in 2022. It is a true sign that you are good and that you are working, God. So Father, we submit to you right now, and I'm praying for every ear to be open, for every eye to see, Father God. And as we read your word, Holy Spirit, come on in to our hearts and begin to renew and restore and make fresh what it is that you have for us in 2023. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we're going to be going through Romans 12 today, and it's going to be verses 1 and 2. Let's go ahead and open our words, and I would encourage you, take some notes, right? Note takers are history makers. Whenever that test comes this year, you want to be able to pass that test. So let's make sure that we have a notebook and a pen, and we're taking notes. Fire up that chat feed. Let us know where you're chiming in from um, while you're sitting at home so that we can just engage one another and be in community. But let's go ahead and open the word. So Romans 12, 1 through 2 says this, Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I'm going to stop right there. In 2022, God did so many things. Just stop and reflect. He showed up in the middle of your valley. He brought you up to that mountaintop. When you didn't think that that bill was going to be paid, guess what? He came through for you. When that diagnosis was given and you felt like you had no hope, he revived you and reminded you, no, there is hope and there is strength in me. So what the passage is saying is stop and think. Think about how God has gotten you through 100% of your worst days. And let's continue here. So what do, we, what do we do? What's the response? Well, the Bible says this. Surrender yourselves to God to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. Stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. So we're going to be pulling some truths from this passage. It's a passage that I reflect on through the year as I hit valleys and as, as I'm on mountains, just to remind myself of these few points that we're going to be going through. So number one, God is calling us to surrender, to surrender, to surrender yourself to him. As you start this new year, you got to surrender. 
Maybe it's surrendering your finances. Maybe it's surrendering your marriage. Maybe it's surrendering your children. You can't do this alone. God is calling you to surrender. That's the first step in finding true life. At the top of December, I was able to bring a message to the flourishing women, all of my women here at Highlight Church called Strength and Surrender. So I'm gonna drop that plug because maybe it's a message that you'll listen to later on this evening, but Strength and Surrender. And we talked all on this topic. To surrender is to stop trying to prevent or control an experience or emotion. God is calling you in 2023 to surrender control. He's calling you to surrender the pain from the past. Those things hold us back. I love the words of Jesus in Matthew 11, 28 through 30. He says this, are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Come to me. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine, learn my ways, and you'll discover that I am gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me, for all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. So simply put, in response of God's goodness, he's saying, surrender, surrender. And then I love Romans 12, 1, where it says here uh, to surrender yourselves to God, to be his sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights his heart. For this becomes your genuine expression of worship. You see, you are sacred to God. You are sacred. Maybe you've never heard that word um, spoken to you before. Maybe no one's ever told you, hey girl, hey guy, you're sacred, but you are. You are sacred. You are of high value. You are important. You are set apart. So God, as you start 2023, he's saying, hey kids, you're so sacred and I love you and I see you. Don't allow anything to hold you back as you set the pace for 2023. And then as we read Romans 12, 1, 2, it says, stop imitating the ideals and opinions of the culture around you. Now this is key. Stop imitating. Stop imitating. In 2023, it's time for the real you to come out. Let's face it. Social media has us pretending. So many of us look to others' accounts and to others' opinions, and we feel as though we've got to be like them or have the house like they do or the car that they do. And scripture is saying, no, 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 stop imitating that. Stop imitating the ideals of the world. See, God has created one you. You are the you that he needs in this lifetime. And so he's telling all of us today as we start 2023, stop imitating. Get off of Instagram, pull off of Facebook, stop copying those dances on TikTok. We need the real you. There's only one you, your laugh, your smile, your joy, you. This is what God is calling for the you to come out in 2023. 
And once we've done those things, once we've surrendered, once we've accepted that we are sacred, and once we've stopped imitating, we can truly put into action what Romans 12, 2 is saying when it says, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. Y'all, it is time to start Holy Spirit Habits. Holy Spirit habits. And this is where we're going to really take the bulk of the message. So listen, I'm going to take it a little slow. The Dominican Colombian in me tends to speed up. So I'm going to slow things down because this is vital. When I truly stepped into this part of scripture, renewing my mind, I realized that, whoa, wait, God is talking about habits here. He's, he's saying, hey kids, I need you to partner with the Holy Spirit and really form some habits that bring me glory. Renew your mind, renew your thoughts. It starts with forming Holy Spirit habits. So at the top of March of 2020, as we all know, the pandemic came <laughs> bulldozing in. Well, it was actually my birthday around that time and we were in, right, two weeks to slow the spread. And I was reading this book, absolutely changed my life, The Power of Habit. And I began to read this book and I started to sit in front of the TV this morning during lockdown and I saw a Peloton commercial fly across the screen. I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit spoke and he said, it is time to get that bike. <laughs> I quickly jumped off my couch. I ran to my husband. I said, babe, the Holy Spirit just gave me a word. It is time to get a Peloton. Y'all, the Lord is in Peloton. My husband just looked at me kind of crazy and aloof, but by the end of that night, we were ordering that bike and it showed up on my doorstep three weeks later. But I, as I was reading The Power of Habit, I recognized that there were just some things in my life, some habits that needed to die. And I needed to begin to give God my routines to see what he wanted me to do in order to bring him glory. Here's the thing. Our brains fight to conserve energy. It fights to make things simple because our world is complex. Stop and just Come with me for just a moment. You're sitting on the couch, or maybe you're driving, but I hope you're not really watching while you drive, right? Um, but maybe you've just had your cup of coffee or tea and you've just ate. You're listening to my voice. Maybe you're hearing your neighbors or there's family in the background. Maybe their kids are running all over the place. So you're hearing this. You're smelling things in the air. Maybe someone's cooking, right? You're feeling the temperature. So many things coming into our mind by way of all of our senses. It is overload. <laughs> and so our brains will fight to make things simple by simply turning things into a habit. So. Our brains over the years will process all of our information and turn over 40% of what we do in our day-to-day -day into a habit. It's crazy, right? Over 40% of what you do today is a habit. It's automatic. It's because <laughs> you've created it not even knowing. It is a habit. And I'm gonna help you be able to recognize some of those habits here today and just go through a couple of things that's gonna bring you just revelation. So in the power of habit, they actually bring a story 
um, that I want to bring you into because I don't think we recognize that every day when we do this, it's been a habit that's been formed over the years. For some of us, we've been doing this for 10, 20, 30 years. For some of us, it's a little scary because this is the year that we'll start to do this very thing. And our parents, yeah, they're probably really scared. So come join me. So for all my youth, this is what you get to learn to do this year for some of you. It's kind of nerve wracking, but for most of us, we've been doing this for five years, 10 years, 20. And so the minute that your brain hears the jingle of the keys, the grabbing of the keys, it automatically has turned this whole entire driving experience into a habit. So when you were first learning how to drive, you had to check where your keys went. You had to look at your mirrors, position yourself. You should still be doing that. And now we have these phones that you have to plug in for GPS. But see, your brain has filed all of that into a habit. You no longer have to think about any of this stuff. It just goes in autopilot. So for some of us, we show up to work and we're wondering, how did I even get here? Well, it's because your brain has turned this entire experience into a habit. So backing out isn't as scary anymore and you're able to truly know how to drive. Well, that was an experience, <laughs> but that experience, your brain has made it into a habit because by the time you get to work, if you had to process all of those bits of information, you'd be exhausted and probably out of a job. So let's break down the habit loop. The habit loop is this. You're going to experience a cue. The cue never changes. The cue never goes away. The cue is the cue. And for driving, that cue are your car keys. <laughs> That's your cue. And automatically, your brain whips into a routine, a processes. And then, from that routine, you get your reward. I know driving in Maryland, the reward is not the 270, but the reward is getting where you need to be safely. And this is what happens every single day. Over 40% of what you do, you go from cue, routine, reward. Cue, routine, reward. And when we renew our minds, what the Holy Spirit is saying, I need you to recognize the cue, enter into a Holy Spirit-driven routine so that I can bless you with a heavenly reward. And when you step into a Holy Spirit habit, you're truly living true life. And so there was a habit that I had, y'all, and I am not proud of it, but I'm gonna bring you into my world just a little bit, because I know I am not the only one. Thank the Lord that he has taken me out of this place. <laughs> um, but I wanna bring you into my world a little bit so I can show you what my key was, what my routine was, and the reward that I was getting, and then what the Holy Spirit did to change it all up and I'm able to be victorious today. Come on, join me. Welcome to my Netflix and chill habit. So what's the cue? It's 8 p.m. It's 8 p.m. and I am exhausted. I've been running after the kids all day, getting them to and from school. Maybe there's been things going on within the church, uh, just different interactions between people, my husband. A girl is tired. Can I get an amen? Like, I'm not the only one out here, right? 
So this was my cue, it was 8 p.m. and I was exhausted and I deserved whatever I wanted to do. So I would go shower and then I would put my comfy PJs on and I'd get on the couch, order some food and eat whatever it was that my heart desired. And this was my habit loop. This was my routine. Whenever the cue came on, I would Netflix and chill until all hours of the night. And the next day in the morning, I didn't feel good. I would have brain fog and I would have pain and there were just so many things and I didn't recognize, I did not realize that it was this routine that was causing me to not fully experience true life. And so with that, I realized, God, I need to change this routine. I need to change this routine because the cue's never gonna go away. At 8 p.m., I'm still gonna be tired. I'm still gonna be exhausted. That does not change, but the routine can change. Because the thing is, when I had this, the reward were endorphins, feel-good hormones, immediately. And that endorphin would release a sense of well-being. It would help release stress but it's a false of well-being. It's a false of stress being released. And your brain likes it, but long-term, it is not good. So I definitely needed a new routine because this wasn't gonna work. Y'all, that habit was destroying my life. So cue in the tea kettle. I began a new routine when I processed things with the Holy Spirit. And I wanna share with you just what that routine was. Cause here's the thing, the cue was never gonna change. The cue was always going to be 8 p.m. Mommy is tired, mommy has had a tough day, the kids are asleep, there's been so much noise, it is time to chill. <laughs> the cue remains the same. But instead of going through this routine that was destroying my life, I began a new one. So at 8 p.m., I would turn on the kettle. I would go take a shower and put on my comfy PJs. That didn't necessarily change, but I would take the tea to bed and then I would grab my books and a planner and I would begin to journal in bed and read the word of God. I would go to my full focus planner um, and I would begin to write down what it is that I have planned for the next day. And what are the things, God, that you're calling me to conquer? And then I would read my word and I would intake the Psalms and the Proverbs or whatever it was that God would lead me to. And it's crazy because the reward that I would be given was dopamine. And dopamine is another feel good hormone. But you see, dopamine actually gives you a little bit more than what your endorphins do. Dopamine leads to a longer lasting reward. So in that routine, I was automatically, not necessarily knowing, but being given by God a reward that he had already instilled within me all along. And because of that, you can see here the different results, right? When I was Netflix and, and chilling, it was the waking, the poor sleep. I would have brain fog the next day. I wasn't the best me. But the minute that I began a habit with the Holy Spirit helping me, I started to see the weight loss, get some good sleep, and be alert the next day. 
along with so many other benefits. The pain that I used to have in my body slowly began to go away. I mean, I was able to run up the stairs with my children and be one with my husband. It truly changed my life. And there are habits that God is calling us to surrender over to Him, to partner with Him so that we can begin to experience life, true life. So I want you to do this. I want you to take the time today to do these three things. Recognize the bad habit. Don't go over all of them because it can be overwhelming. Just recognize one bad habit. Maybe for some of us, it's scrolling on social media. Let me just let you in on something. When you scroll for hours and hours and hours, what's going on is that there is a cue, right? You're bored, you're bored. There is a cue, you're bored. So you take your phone and you begin to scroll and that's your routine. But what's happening is that you're getting all of these different bits of information, new faces, new content, new words. It's overwhelming. So by the time you put your phone down, you are exhausted. You don't wanna do anything, you can't create, you don't wanna cook, you don't wanna do anything. The phone is literally killing us. It's killing society. So we've got to begin to process what is the bad habit. And as we enter into 21 days of fasting and prayer, it is time to put social media away. And we've got to recognize that it is a bad habit. And instead of the boredom, which is that cue when you're bored, instead of that, what can you do? Maybe it's picking up a book. Maybe it's putting on worship music. Maybe it's going for a walk. There's gotta be a new routine when you partner with the Holy Spirit that you can begin to do in 2023. But it's important that we do recognize, and then you have to repent. Repent. And again, when we're going through the 21 days of fasting and prayer, this is the time to repent. It's time to bring to God these habits that are destroying our lives. They're not allowing us to surrender. They're not allowing us to see that we're sacred. They're not allowing us to be ourselves, and yet we're copying the world. They're not allowing our minds to truly be renewed. So we must repent and then begin to write the Holy Spirit habit. Begin to write, what is that new routine? What is God calling you to begin to process? You know, with my tea kettle, I literally listed out moment by moment, minute by minute, what was I going to do from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m.? And I took my journal, my full focus planner, and I would write down those things. And I took my planner everywhere with me until I got that habit down. And let me tell you, not every day I win, right? Not every day do I implement this thing. There are some days where I am so exhausted and I just go to sleep. There are some days where I still cave and I wanna watch a Netflix show. But I'll tell you what, the next day I feel it and it's almost like something kicks in. You know what that is? The conviction of the Holy Spirit to get back on the routine, to get back on what brings God glory. And then when I do, everything begins to fall back into place. So we've gotta write down those habits and begin to partner with the Holy Spirit. I recognize that if I won the night, I would win the day. Pastor always says that, win the night, win the day. And as my kids like to say, facts. <laughs> it truly is. 
So let's make sure that as we enter into 2023, we are recognizing, repenting, and beginning to write what it is that the Holy Spirit wants us to process. Because here's the thing, in, like in Romans 12, it says this will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. God wants you to live a life of satisfaction. He wants you to end 2023 fully satisfied. That is his plan. That is what he wants for you, for his kids. But we do have a part to play. We have the responsibility of allowing the Holy Spirit to renew our minds, to renew our habits, to form a new routine. And in John 10.10, it says this, the thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. But my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. That is a promise of Jesus and one that I repeat often, every single day and when I pray because that is what Jesus wants for you and I. He wants us to live a satisfying life, rich and beautiful. He wants you to prosper. He wants you to be blessed. But the thing is, we've gotta surrender. We have to recognize that we are sacred and we have to stop imitating. And then we gotta start kicking in to these Holy Spirit-filled habits. So as we start our 21 days of fasting and prayer next week, it's going to be a new series, and I'm excited about this one, Red Light, Green Light. The Lord is saying, hey, put the red light on those bad habits. It is time to stop. But these Holy Spirit-filled habits, it's green light. I'll see you in church next Sunday.